And we're back live on the DJ Live podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Yo. Woo. Woo. So, uh, tonight we had a special guest, but he fucking bailed on us. So, we're going to celebrate our 1,000 subscribers in place of that guest. Yeah, but because by coincidence, literally, I was... I procrastinated and made this stream about two hours before we started and i was like oh we have 999 so we're gonna celebrate a thousand subscribers so we went and grabbed a nice uh really really cheap bottle of champagne so uh shout out to everyone in the chat if you got q a's we're gonna basically bullshit this out tonight so uh enjoy the pop of the champagne wait wait what oh you know do it do it do it pop 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 and bottle pop (laughs) uh Cool, awesome. What remix? What re? What remix was that? What remix was that? That yeah. was uh, uh, that it was, was that was on direct. Fat Man's that Scoop was and... Fat Man Scoop in London Bridge. It's on Direct Music Service. Use uh, discount code uh, Rick Webb with two B's because uh, <laughs> Warren doesn't know how to spell my last name. You know, so so Rick books us for like photo booths, and I have to log a client name and I I didn't know how to use DJ Event Planner as well as I do now all the time and if you look back at my client list it's like rick webb with one b rick weber with one b it spells rick webb like 1900 different ways because mm-hmm. because um, who cares how to spell it actually <laughs> i think that one's off, that one's even off camera yeah yeah we put the third one up for christine who's in the room and you know couldn't not miss out on it, so I poured her mostly champagne and a oh. tiny. Well, this is for her. So uh, I was, I was just, just cheersing. Oh, uh, we're just. I was gonna, just cheersing. Okay, okay, cheers. Cheers to a thousand subscribers. We are now monetized and making ten cents an episode. Oh. Okay. okay. Um, on a secondary back note, literally, I I was t- telling Eric downstairs. I'm like, do you want some truly lemonades or do you want some champagne? He's like, well, I haven't had either of those. And I said, what the. Fu- <laughs> I was so, drinking for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've only been drinking alcohol in general for like, <laughs> exactly. like a two months. So um, we, we, I, I, we got some, some wonderful pineapple mango here. Highly recommend mixed with some champagne. It makes a great, um, what the fuck are these called? This is a, this is the normal with orange juice. And I'm completely blanking on this drink. This is a breakfast drink. Mimosa. Mimosa, yes. There it is. Um, yeah, so what is this? Thousand subscribers. That means we're monetized. Or we can be. I also, well, I actually so set up uh, Spotify monetization. Okay. At, at Like two weeks ago. Guess how much money we've made in two weeks. Negative $40. No, we made $2.66. Oh, okay. In two weeks. Hey, <laughs> at this rate, we'll be able to buy some of these knockoff China Astera tubes. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, Coming to- in like, well, still like five years. But, <laughs> <laughs> but man, they got cheaper, huh? Absolutely. Um uh, that that's actually, I mean, that's a geared topic, but Astera uh, tubes are coming to everybody now. Hey, I'm, you know, the topic I enjoy potentially gear, uh, I can do cheap gear as long as it's pretty and like fools people and whatever. But, uh, those Astera, I don't know, people that buy Astera tubes, unless you're like Joe Bond himself, you know, I just don't get it. Um, LaForce, sure, whatever, but so like that. we've been gone in two weeks. What interesting has happened in your side, Eric? <clears throat> I've been out of town, but what's new? Uh, I actually DJed a wedding myself. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I went to the beach and DJed the the person who did my photography for my wedding. We traded. Um, oh, I got the perfect T-shirt on too. Look at that. <laughs> Here to party. Very nice. By coincidence. Um. But yeah, I did her wedding uh, in a in a trade. Uh, I don't usually take weddings, like you know, but uh, whatever. I agreed to that one, and uh. it sucked. Fucking figures. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so it was in a what is it called? Uh, not valedictorian. I said that earlier, and Rachel wouldn't stop making fun of me. Uh, a Victorian style home, uh, four hours away. Four hours away uh, at the beach, and 
but this, so it was like a, I don't know how big it was literally, but it was a super huge mansion, you know, like 8,000 square foot, uh, old school mansion, um, and a bunch of big rooms, but there were five different locations. I had to have music with wireless mics on only one could have a non wireless mic. Um, but yeah. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like I haven't done this in so long and this is like a thick, you know what I mean? Like, this is a whole thing. Um, but, it, I mean, I guess it was fine, but I was just, oh, and it was formal. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a suit. I don't I've, I don't even wear suits <laughs> you anyways. You had a tie? You had a tie? I didn't have a tie, tie? but I had a, no, I, okay. it, I was just buttoned up with a, you know, a jacket and the pants. Um, but that's a lot when you're, you know, sweating in a fucking, at the beach and yeah. all these setups and whatnot. Um that's crazy. She did formal at the beach. It was, but I guess the venue is what spoke to the formal. I fucking guess it was just. I mean, and she's great. Uh, you know, I, you know her, but uh, she's cool. And obviously, I'm going to bend over for a friend uh, to do what they want and whatnot. But it was, it was a lot. Um, and then we had maybe 45 minutes of dancing in the end. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I mean, I've DJed for fucking 12 years. Of course it was still, even though I haven't DJed in a long time at this point, but of course it was still a rager or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. like huge dance party for 45 minutes. And then I cut it. This guy comes up to me and he's like, dude, he was like, do you do this for fun? And I was just being funny. I was like, honestly, no, I don't. And he was like, uh, you could tell he was like, caught off guard he's some drunk guy and uh he was like well he's like i'm not gonna lie you have an ear for this he's like you gotta get into this and i was like well i've done it before like (laughs) i just i just showed up and just rocked that like i'm just like over here with a fucking spaceship dj controller and i just happened to guess the right buttons like Mm -hmm. yeah but that's how it works but it was fun uh that was cool so so this one guy oh he retracted his statement um but i already saw his question basically he was Actually, no, I forgot his question at this point. Okay. Well, oh, oh, he was asking about like uh, getting music and said DMS and BPM are too expensive. I tell you one little known <clears throat> hack that people don't know about on DMS uh, or people just, I mean, I'm a, I'm an explorer of systems, even though I'm sponsored by DMS. So go use my code Rick Webb. Um, but all you need to do, because they have an unlimited plan, just jump on there with the lowest plan, right? For one month, the lowest plan, I think it's like 20 bucks with my code. It gives you like 20 bucks off. Go through and flag every single fucking song you want to download on that goddamn platform. Next month, upgrade to the unlimited plan for 100 bucks. Download every song you need. Next month, cancel. You spent 120 bucks and got every last song you could ever want. There seem to be other methods of getting a lot of music. That seem to not cost too much money. I can't remember them off the top uh, of my yeah, head. There's a lot. With enough research, I feel like it is possible, though. You're gonna have to do your own research on that one, though. <laughs> I actually, um, I would. So I, I have a couple of DJs I coach outside of this, and uh, we were talking today with one of them, and I was like, you know, because he was talking about music, and I was like, I literally have all of my crates like just on Google Drive. Like mm-hmm. literally, I could click two buttons and give them to you. Mm. And you'd have every bit of music. It's extremely illegal. But I was like, how much would you pay me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for... for. And I, and I literally struggled. I, I was like, people... how much would that cost? Like, how much would you pay for... I think I have like 15 crates fully built out that you literally could go rock a party with tomorrow. Yeah. I like... So... I don't know. I would never share... Mm-hmm mp3s that is just ridiculous oh absolutely this is all a hypothetical oh, conversation I would never hypothetical do that. i'll tell people like oh you should get this edit of this song and it mixes into this blah 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 and like a spreadsheet of what they ought to get and they can download their own but i would never just simply uh mesh together a bunch of mp3s into a zip file and email that to someone that's ridiculous <clears throat> Why would you do that? Um, is downloading edits on SoundCloud bad? Depends who you are in the industry and if you uh, care about it. Downloading edits on SoundCloud is bad because it's all just like shitty 
backpack rap music now and like crappy beep boop edm well most of it's low quality too when you try and rip them off soundcloud or youtube there was a time high quality there was a time but uh that soundcloud was legit but that time is not now Mm -hmm. there's some good remixes on there but that's about it yeah i mean if you do uh if so like i guess soundcloud would be like the new age uh version of uh crate digging or whatever what's it called that's what it's called remix right? digging or whatever yeah, whatever but like digging you know, for remixes and right if you want to be the only guy with this one remix of whatever if you care about stuff like that then hey my homie why do you keep why do you yeah i literally i was messages. like i literally homie you don't have to retract every message you send we're all cool here we don't we're not gonna go in on you yeah yeah except brian bass he's not cool yeah um, you can retract all your statements brian yeah. No, no one wants to hear you say never. <laughs> um, all right, so it's about time. I already need to go place an order for Cold Sparks, S4s, some letters and numbers, Ara, Night. I don't even know what the fuck you're naming. Those are all moving fixtures. He's got a moving head in there, and those all. He needs to go to bowflightingusa.com. Yeah, and use a fucking code that I don't know. Um, well, no, normally there's a discount code that's built into it. Uh, look at the quantity minimums. Uh, there's basically there's built-in discounts to every single product on the platform, unless it already meets the weight criteria. But there's a weight criteria that, for some reason, when you're shipping stuff from the factory in China, if you're below a certain weight threshold, I think it's like 21 kilograms or something like that. If you're below it, the shipping price is ridiculously higher. So if you go, if you order enough lights or product to meet that weight requirement, we give you like 20% off. That's like the difference. It's crazy how much the shipping markup is when it's below that weight threshold for some unknown reason. So on April 1st was one year officially, uh, like 12 full months of the new DJ companies for both... Woo! New York and New Jersey for me Party. or whatever. Um, shout out to Greg, who is in the chat, by the way, for uh, being partner Greg on one of these. But um, uh, both have crossed six figures in total revenue, by the way. That is not a profit number, but in total revenue, both have crossed six figures. Um, when you say they've crossed revenue of six figures... Are you talking since they started, they've crossed six figures like in the last 12 months? From April, it did not exist. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm just saying is that they've crossed six six figures. Are you saying they're set to make six figures this year or they've done six figures since they started? Uh, Well, the answer is yes to both, honestly. But I I hadn't thought about it that in detail i'm only, i'm like looking at the graph for 2023's income that's what i i know you normally look at the projected revenue for 2023 yeah well i just measure it by the year but yeah, yeah like the the first year has money made separate than what i'm talking about and then 24 also has separate money than what i'm talking about for both but either way uh it's crazy because if you think about it because the whole thing is kind of like a template, you know, like it's good cookie cutter. Yeah. Well, apply, cut, apply, cut. It really was like, we've got it down and the, the difference between the New York one and the New Jersey one. So the New York one was a brand new company from the ground up. We made a website. We had, you know, we went on Fiverr, got the logo, Mm -hmm. uh, we did everything right. Mm -hmm. Uh, zero reviews to begin with. Um, and then up next to New Jersey, which was current company already established, just brought it to New Jersey. Um, and, uh, we also put a lot more money behind the New Jersey one, but uh, man, that shit will make you burp. Yep. Uh, anyway, carbonation. Yeah, no shit. But, uh, in New Jersey, which has made more money ratio wise though. Uh, I mean, honestly, I would say New York is more profitable, which kind of sucks, but I don't think that's going to be the case in the long run, but it just kind of costed less to start. Um, but uh, New Jersey, what I what I pull from this is 
there's more competition in New Jersey, basically. Um, and until mm-hmm. you're done doing the whole like cash handshakes with all the venues and all that bullshit, like once we're in that position, okay, we're going to be cranking out Mike Walter numbers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, I think it's going to be a battle. Um, I honestly think up there it's more, um, uh, it's less venue relations. This is just my hypothetical from what I've heard talking to the people it's less venue relations more wedding planner relations yeah that yeah exactly and also like wedding planning companies that have like fucking six seven planners underneath them well you know because like we book basically everything like yes we do google ads now for greensboro and like here but um Virtually the entire thing ran off of nothing but leads from the Not Wedding Wire for years. And uh, obviously, now that I see these numbers, you can see uh, how many we're booking because of referrals. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're not, I mean, that's what we're booking. Yes, we are still booking from the Not Wedding Wire and a lot. However, you know, you, you can trust this branch is a lot bigger than those two branches. You your, know what I mean? Your your profit margin on a referral is exponential in terms. It's hundred percent. Unless compares. you're one of those fucking cocksuckers that, that pay people. people. Yeah. yeah. Which sure. T- I mean, power. Sure. Actually, I I retract my calling you a cocksucker because to each their own. Yeah. And I will pay for that given the right circumstances but if a, if someone like approaches me and is like hey like i've got some clients like give me a kickback fuck you you know like um but you know we have print plenty of like vendor agreements uh with venues and whatnot when you first started out did you do stuff for free i did stuff for very some. cheap yeah i mean if free if you you may as well call it free it honestly depen- yeah it depends what it <clears throat> is yeah, that you absolutely we did stuff for free i did i dj'd people's weddings for three hundred dollars i remember i charged That's someone three hundred dollars to dj their wedding i brought a facade i brought up lights uh it, my up lights were plugged in the wall because i didn't know you know i didn't know anything um well that was back before battery really was the yeah, shit i'm sure it was a thing but you know this is five years ago probably maybe six years ago now the china stuff didn't catch on at that point you only had like the big players that were expensive gotcha for- either way i i had some stuff you know so but yeah i charged them 300 bucks i probably did you know 10 maybe at that rate mm-hmm. um and i probably i think i charged 500 for a couple of them um but I specifically remember this one. I charged only 300 bucks. The only things we really discounted, we, we came in at a low price point, but also it's a, it's amazing to think of the magnitude, the price point has changed for a DJ in our area in the last like four years. Well, co- COVID accelerated it, but COVID in general, accelerated everything. in general, sure. like I think when I came down here, we were charging an average of like a thousand mm-hmm. and like now it's two two and a half if not more it's just crazy how fast it's accelerated yeah i mean our our five hour wedding reception and ceremony with dance floor lights like your average package Mm. used to be 6.99 i think i think our base our low end was somewhere around that too when we first came in it was like seven or eight hundred bucks or something like that's what we were trying to charge we did that for two years i think um and then we went to eight ninety nine for that, and that was like, oh, here we go, you know, because we were already booking, you know, I don't remember, I'd have to look, but maybe two hundred weddings, mm-hmm. maybe even like two fifty kind of thing. So you raise your price two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, that's a fucking new world all of a sudden mm-hmm. at that at those at that bulk. Um, now we charge twelve hundred for like a four hour basic reception. We'll do fifteen or 13 for that package that I was just talking about. Yeah. So pretty much the only thing in terms of discounted and free is, will this pay dividends on the relationship side of whatever it is you're doing when it comes to the vendors that are in place? Or is this event in front of other people that are going to bring you more business? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, 
so like for example for the New Jersey company, we're much more willing to cut deals up there right now because we're brand new, you know, like we, we need to get our feet wet with all these vendors and these venues. Um, and as long as we're not losing money, you know, if we can pay the labor on the gig and may, maybe make a little bit, if we have the availability, especially like, okay, maybe not on an October Saturday, but like on, June. on a non peak date. Yeah. Okay. We're much more willing to bend. If you're going to at least be honest about your budget, I'm probably won't like, you know, not like race to the bottom status, but, uh, I might end up moving to Texas. Want to start doubt Midwest. I actually do. Um, that would be awesome. Going in there with the force next. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, although they already have a budget brand set up. So how much do you think you initially invested in the New Jersey company? Well, I could actually tell you down to the exact dollar, honestly, but, uh, I'll just say a lot because I'm not trying to be like, I'm fucking dropping much dropping cash on shit, but just be like, it was over six figures. It wasn't. It was. It not, wasn't. It oh, was okay. not over it was six, under six figures. It was under six figures. Um, I thought the wedding wear and the knot contract was more than that. No, it was. I mean, it was it, damn close. Yeah, it was a lot. Is <laughs> <laughs> is more than I've ever spent. I spend more on New Jersey advertisement than I do on my main source of incomes advertisement. Um, and that's not because, like, I would spend more here if there was opportunity to spend more i just literally just have the top account everywhere there's like no more money that i can spend um unless you want to like go further into georgia or something and i don't you know um and like google ads i'll i don't have a limit you know like if if the bill racks up to nine hundred dollars in a week okay cool whatever it just doesn't you know so so i can't really like force people to click more often is there a difference in what you pay in north Carolina? absolutely there's a difference what do you say is there a difference in what you pay what oh it's literally uh like, like times five. five yeah, yeah. it's i think it's about five times the price so uh no it's one tooth it's it's four four times the price the way they base the price is based on the amount of basically traffic like how many brides are going to their site from said region and that dictates the price. Like the price for Raleigh and the price for Charlotte is completely different. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all based on the regions. And if you guys don't understand that, they're actually talk to your wedding wire the not rep because there are every state has like people two that, to four to five regions. I, I always laugh at the people on Facebook that are talking about wedding wire and the not. And they're like, my rep told me that it was going to cost me. Three hundred dollars a month, and I'm like, motherfucker, like you. That's don't one even, wedding. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just laughing, like you don't even know what overhead is for fucking advertising. Like that is just insane. Uh, wedding wire are worth it in certain markets. If you, the thing about wedding wire and the knot is you have to play by their rules. You can't sign up and expect to advertise however you you think is right, and it works. You have to. You have to do it like they want you to do it, you know. And you have to work with their rules. Yeah, like, and you got you can't expect. So it's not like a referral. You're not going to book ninety percent of them. It's a or price 70% battle. Seventy percent of them. It's a price battle. It's a, and you also have to look better than everyone else. You can you can charge more than your other your competitors, but you have to look that much better. Have that many more reviews, more reviews, and better pictures because these people don't know you. You know, so it doesn't matter. It's not like you're, you know. Uh, like SCE or it's not like you're David Guetta to them, you Mm -hmm. know, you're just some dude. And all they say is all they see is the stats, you know, like, Oh, this DJ charges 1300. This DJ charges 1500 for the same thing. That's all they see. And they're like, Oh, well the $1,300 DJ only has 50 reviews. The $1,500 DJ has 500 good reviews. We'll go with him. That's only $200. It's a safer bet. Therefore, you won. That's how it works on Wedding Wire. But there's also like this side thing where it's also how much you pay them is how much attention you're going to get on their site. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're paying. It's dollars. You can't jump on at the pro or whatever the cheapest level is and expect to be booking a fuckload of weddings. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, um... So there's a, 
I can't remember what the intro account level is called. There's like an intro pro. level, a pro level, pro and then there's a featured, featured and, and then, then there's spotlight. spotlight. Yeah. They only allow four spotlights in every region. On Wedding Wire, six on the knot. Okay. She just told me this today, gotcha. so that's the only reason why right. I know it. And the spotlight accounts are just so much more expensive. And they don't know? discount. It, oh, I it, mean, it. well... You can get a discount if you're on featured. Like, they give me a 30% off discount as a featured spot. If you're in a spotlight position, they don't give a fuck. You're in one of the top positions, and your face is going to be plastered over every single lead, practically. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the, uh, But also, like, if you think about it, if you're just, like, up for a price battle, if you're not a spotlight, you're up. You're literally next to 80 people you know as many as that want to be that want to be there right you could be up next to 200 or more people Mm -hmm. even at the featured which is the second highest level um but if you're a spotlight you're at least in the top four or six Um, and and normally in a spotlight position when someone even clicks on a different company and inquiries you're still going to pop up they literally as soon as this is part of the reason why people need to understand playing by the rules of wedding wire and the knot in terms of being first on the scene is so huge on their platform because if someone goes and inquiries for fusion sound lighting as soon as they click inquiry it's going to pop up and say hey here are these other four companies would you also like to inquiry to them with one click yeah yeah. and with one click they just inquiry to another eight companies right and you know a lot of these djs suck with software and you know that would be another way we excel and you guys excel and the people who are excelling do because they have software that replies for them mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that but uh but that doesn't always win it but those are at least going to increase your odds but like the when i like i said just when people are like it's a scam it's not a scam you just didn't put any effort in that's all there is to it i don't even need to ask you a question because i, think, I know and and like we've talked about it's a numbers game in a way like you got to understand that on average you might book 10 to 20% of those leads if that yeah i mean i don't even know you mine. you you're you're doing very well if you can book 10% of the leads you get off wedding wire and the knot and then if your price point's not at a point where it makes sense in terms of money yeah. you're spending versus how many you're booking then i deem it worth it Pretty much no matter what. That's just my opinion. If you, I don't, you know, if you're a solo op, it might be different because it depends on if you're getting booked elsewhere or not. You only have one available Mm -hmm. product to sell per day. So that, okay. But otherwise, you know, if you're in my position, like I said, it it was just a duh. Like I'm going to give them as much money as they'll take from me. um, And it wouldn't make sense to do anything else. And I, that's literally, I agree hundred percent with that. Most solo ops can get away without having to pay for wedding wire in the knot. Well, you know, you get those fucking douchebags that are trying to act all superior on their white horse. When, when I say I advertise and they're like, and well, people make a Facebook post like, where, where are you advertising? You get the dude on there that just says word of mouth. It's like, okay, dude, that's not. You didn't contribute anything. Here's your fucking cyber cookie. <laughs> like, you know, like we get, word of mouth, of course, is the best. It's the cheapest. It's the easiest. If you can stay fully booked off of that, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. What but the if fuck? You're, if you want to grow a multi-op with more than, if I would I say, went three to DJs. Word of mouth, what the f- I mean, honestly, we probably would survive at this point. Maybe these other two branches would immediately fail. Like that's, that that's even... the other part, too. If you got, if you got money, kind of like when you jumped to New Jersey, the quickest way to get yourself in front of other vendors is to pay for leads on Wedding Wire and the Knot, exactly. get booked, and get, and then eventually lean off of Wedding Wire. The, and the trick knot. is the more gigs you DJ, the, the more you gigs you DJ. That's just all there is to it. Like, if we broke even this year, okay, next year, think of all the word of mouth that uh, that all those gigs produced. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do the same amount off of Wedding Wire and the Knot. Plus whatever we get off of word of mouth. It's an exponential thing. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not a linear, like it's exponential as fuck when it comes to the DJ industry. Um, I really wish that dude would quit retracting his messages. Yeah, I know. I just, super weird. I go to read in and I'm like, what, what did um, he say? So what else we got in here? Um, talking about reviews, what are some tips you can give for getting reviews? Um, yeah, I can talk about that. 
Go ahead. Uh, you, would, you want? I'll talk about mine, then I'll talk yeah, about yeah. Eric's crazy automation way of getting a shitload of reviews. Um, the simple way, if you don't have all the automation tricks, was just to incentivize people to leave reviews. So after surveying them and making sure they were going to leave a good review, hey, here's 20 bucks if you go leave a review on WeddingWire, the not Facebook, and Google. Let me know when you've done it. And that's how we got all 100 we literally almost had everybody leaving a review practically, which one's fine. So um, that's one way to do it is to incentivize them to give a review and basically say, as a thank you, I will give you a $20 gift card on Amazon, which takes you two seconds, grab their email, click checkout and 20 bucks. And you got four reviews on four sites. And if they, if they don't put it on all four sites, you just don't give them the fucking gift card. I do agree with incentivizing someone i don't agree with i'll call it paying for reviews technically that's not paying for reviews but that is paying for reviews it was no it's paying for reviews okay well i'm trying to be nice because you're my friend however that is paying for reviews and i don't agree with that because you can incentivize people without losing money basically if you're a multi-app if sure i guess not it it started yeah yeah the way i word it what I'm about to say would be only multi When we started out, it was just me and Marcellus, and it was really hard to pull that card, uh-huh. except for Marcellus's gigs. So go ahead and tell them what you did. Yeah, what, but, all right, so, and I'll go down the rabbit hole, but in a nutshell, if, like what Rick was saying, um, if you're going to incentivize people, you can always tell them, like, oh, you know, if you don't mind, go leaving, you know, first vet them. Make sure they liked you. you know? Absolutely. Have a survey first yeah i mean if you the even if you did a good job brides can be psychopaths it is what it is um but if they're like you were great whatever be like oh if you go leave us you know for every five star review we tip we give our djs a bonus something like that so yep the person who had that dj thinks by them going online and leaving you the five star review they're getting they're tipping. they're tipping basically without actually losing money for themselves. So it's like a win-win, um, and that was always how I did it. Um, and uh, just for reference, that's we as soon as we hit a hundred reviews, we switched over to that. Gotcha. Because we got we have five guys now, and right other than myself is the only one that's like you can't. It's hard to pull that card on. But yeah, after I feel like reviews are kind of like one of those like. You know, like once you hit a hundred, you're in like a new bracket. Mm-hmm. Once you hit, you know, yeah, I wouldn't even say a thousand because f- yeah, even three or four hundred, yeah, that's a new yeah. bracket all of a sudden, you know. Um, but uh, you definitely need a recent review at all times because um, if you're stagnant, if you don't have a review for six months, the any younger bride is going to be like, oh, I can't find anything recent. You know, that all they're going to read is the recent ones. You know, we've gotten shredded before, you know, on on Google and blah, blah, blah. But it's only if it's recent does it ever impact, impact anything. Yeah. Like those reviews don't matter at all. And honestly, l- one-star reviews, I always say this, one-star reviews put hair on your chest. That, that'll kick you into fucking gear of figuring your shit out. <laughs> and also... Those low reviews, as long as you respond to them in a professional manner or a funny manner, if you're Eric, um, <laughs> to the point where if a bride does go find them, they're like, oh, well, they, they're they better now. Or, oh, that, that wasn't their fault. I'm looking some up. So I'll circle. He's got some great ones in there. I will say, so when you respond to a bad review, the philosophy is... So the person who left you the the bad review, they already hate you. Who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Like, just, you're not talking even to them, even though in the review you sound like you're talking to them. You're talking to the reader. You know, you want the reader to have a perspective of you and the situation and how you would handle their shit, you know, um, to be comfortable. And I'll read you some because that sounds funny to me. Um, and while you're doing that, uh, Flaming Boss asked, or Flamingo Boss <laughs> asked, uh, if there's a limit on the ROI when it comes to advertising and promotion. Um, and the short answer to that, in my opinion, is it really depends on the overall what I'm trying to do. If I'm really trying to scale and grow fast, I will up that percentage ridiculously and 
almost break even as long as I'm making enough money to pay myself um, just to scale and grow that company. And that's kind of what we're doing right now with our company is we're, we're spending enough to do it. Um, from what I know in the business industry, most companies can spend, if they're in a growth stage, will spend 10 to 15% of their revenue, their net revenue, 10 to 15% of that is going to go to advertising. Outside of that, if you're in more of a stagnant, like you're in a fucking SEE Joe Bun situation where your company's kind of, you're not really trying to super grow. It's more like five to 10% is what you shoot for. But I would say, honestly, our percentage is more like 20 plus almost every year when it comes to the marketing advertising expenses. Yeah, I don't really know numbers like that. Like Rick goes to all these business coaching things. I feel like that's kind of where you pull that stuff from. It is, which is great. Um, it's philosophy. I that completely work. blindly just kind of do shit, <laughs> um, and it's working for him. So I, I give him props. Yeah, well, I'm not even saying that's the better approach. I'm just saying I'm not it's educated more, on the subject. It's more you just naturally do what is educated and taught to other people. Um, Anyways. Yeah, I'll only read this one. Let's or hear two some. Let's hear some bad reviews. Well, from. Some of them are just too fucking long, and who cares? But like, well, just some of them. This up. is a good example. Bad review. How did you respond? So that's the what. So, that's what we care about. So unfortunately, we did not have the best experience with the DJ from this company at my daughter's wedding. You really need to know the DJ they send because they aren't all the same. The DJ for my daughter's wedding was a nice kid, but not a good DJ. First of all, the mics rented for the ceremony didn't work. He botched the bridal party introductions and botched. the married couple's dance. He also showed hardly any excitement and was not engaged with the crowd at all. You know it was bad when the mother of the bride had to tell him to play better dance music as most of the guests left the dance floor and went outside. I believe the bride and groom had to talk to him too. We were disappointed with this particular DJ from this company. My advice, make sure to vet the DJ before you book your wedding. Ours seemed very inexperienced. And I said, my, my response was, I believe we only did the photo booth for this wedding. Please reach out to us to discuss those so we can guide you to the right company. Thanks. <laughs> I just like completely dodged it. Also, fuck that. I know exactly who she's talking about. And it was ta it was talking about Graham too. Like mm -hmm. that you know Graham, yeah. there's just I don't even care. I don't have to be there. That is just not true. Like, none of that is true. Graham is and, a dope DJ, and he cares more about that wedding than that bride did. So, well, shut the fuck up. But the funniest, <laughs> just in general, the funniest thing or the best thing you need to know about reviews is it allows you to respond to the review, and that's it. Uh, what, it depends on... Well, the platform, I guess. It well, depends on Google the platform. Allow, does Google allow multiple? If you respond on... Uh, shit, I can't remember which it is. It might be Google, but if you respond on Google, it will notify them. Oh, the notify part. It, yeah. But it's the not in wedding wire that it notifies well, them. Well, my biggest thing is if you leave the review and you respond to the review, they can't then respond again. So... However you respond, as long as you do it in a very clean, professional way, that basically shows that it was... Well, like I said, you should do that anyways because mm -hmm. you are talking to the... If I, if I you're had talking said, to the customers. You're not talking exactly, to the reviewer. Exactly, exactly. If I had responded to this lady, what I really would have wanted to say is like, go you're fuck fucking, yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. You're a dumb bitch. You're, you're wrong. You're stupid. Blah, blah, blah. But that wouldn't have flown so well with this new bride yep. trying to book us. But this, like I said, I said... I believe we only did the photo booth for this wedding. Please reach out to us and discuss, though, so we can guide you to the right company. Thanks. Yeah. Like, the bride's like, oh, it was just the wrong company. Moved on. Like, I don't give a fuck about that bitch, Yeah, though. any bride <laughs> reading it was like, oh, they reviewed the wrong company. Exactly. And, you know, we, don't, we, we really don't have this problem in our industry, but or in our version, our DJ side, but have you talked to venues about, like, they get ripped on reviews for, like, the food, Oh yeah, and absolutely. Like the we have bad reviews for stuff that wasn't. It's that not literally even them. Wasn't it's just like people think because it's at said venue that that venue had everything to do with everything going on there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I so I have funny. a bad review from a DJ company because I wouldn't respond to their Facebook messages and they were asking me for fucking whatever. I don't even know what they were uh, asking. They're just for. being an asshole, right? Yeah, okay. You know, so like, yeah, but um, whatever. I won't go down that rabbit hole. But I had a um. So the gutter cleaning company, we started sending quotes recently, and I had a, 
a guy that I'm going to clearly say was a competitive gutter cleaning company that was inquiring just to bullshit, mm-hmm. instantly responded to the quote and said, wrong fucking number. Go kiss your 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 mother, asshole, fuck off. Jesus. And I literally went to ChatGPT and said, please write me an email response to this. And ChatGPT wrote this like sincere response and said, I'm an AI company and I can't understand 100% of language. I left it in there and emailed him back with it. <laughs> Just out of context. <laughs> Just completely out Didn't of context. Even, that is funny. <laughs> but um, I left that AI in there so he knew that literally I didn't write this shit. <laughs> have you tried to advertise in Digital Billboard or Hulu? Uh, I've never done anything other than, obviously, not Wedding Wire Google and wedding shows. Um, I tried a magazine, like a bridal magazine, and it was so oh, such man. a waste of money. Did that Don sell you on that one? I can't remember. No, it was the chick. And it's funny because I even blatantly told vendors in a group, like mm-hmm. on a Facebook group, that it was a waste of money. Yep. And she's in the group. Wait, <laughs> like that, the owner, triad, what, whatever. Jennifer or whatever? No, no. Jennifer's a different. She's a vend, uh, vend. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Different people. But it was a waste of money. So whatever. Um, questions. Put it in the chat. We want to hear you guys' questions feel, on this I feel like amazing there's a bunch show. of stuff in the chat. Um, amazing just, show wow you know we're having fun when we're 42 minutes in i haven't looked at the time once I haven't either. with no guest man maybe this is even easier sometimes um currently in nebraska considering moving to a warmer climate any advice in moving and relocating the company uh have some money saved that's my only advice i don't really Unless you have connections, and when I say connections, connections willing to just hand over business also, um, you're going to have to get on board with a multi-op. You're going to have to, or just like I said, have a bunch of money saved uh, so that you can drop some advertising. I would even go ahead and start advertising and just don't Uh book anything until your your planned move date so you have uh, you know, gigs planned for I once will, you move. I will say when, when you move, multi-op is the best route to do. Just get on, find the biggest, baddest, best multi-op in the industry, in that area, multi, interview them. Like interview multiple of them and see which one's giving you the best deal in terms of money and all that relationships. Um, but other than that, if you want to try and build one, um, I actually, when I moved down to North Carolina, didn't really push my youtube following as much as i should have to try and build relationships um when i first moved down here and uh i paid out the nose for wedding wire the knot instantly chucked over money to them to get leads rolling and then went to wedding shows to chuck out money there and try and get more leads but the wedding shows i was just brown nosing the fuck out of every dj company there to try and get them to give me a few gigs, and it worked out pretty well. Yep. Rick actually told me how many YouTube followers he had in the first conversation we ever had, and I remember that. Um, I remember it because it was funny because I feel typically people would be impressed, but Rick did not know me yet. <laughs> you know, the funny part The funny part is the first wedding show we did, right, um, We, me and Eric, or me and uh, Marcellus drove all the way down from Ohio we didn't live down there. We literally drove all the way down the night before just to be at the wedding show, to do the wedding show to get some leads. And we brought like a TV, we brought movers, we brought lights, we had a DJ booth, all this. And we were talking shit on Eric because he just like literally set up with a fucking <laughs> table and a banner and these cheap $30 plug-in up lights. He had like four of them on the back wall and we're like, who's this cheap ass piece of shit down there? Go fuck yourself. We're going to kick his ass. <laughs> That's so funny. And then you had the other old dudes in the hallway that had this like ancient trussing and See, they TVs do and... suck though because mm-hmm. like uh, which is what I learned. Well, there's one of them I won't name drop just in case, but he like is such a brown nosing piece of shit. Like man, I hate that guy. So, and they truly are out of the touch, out of touch. You know, you know, you know what's crazy, right? I was just talking with a um, what the fuck do they do? I was on Instagram about it. And they were asking if we did proms. Um, oh, it was, it was a private school. She, I think she runs a boutique or something. Whatever. Her child goes to a private school. Randy yep. is still doing their prom and kids want him. That's crazy. But and I was like, he still DJs? Yeah. Well, also, you know he's charging $700. Yeah. If but, that. And there's but, just no stunting on that. Like, there's no... Why even get the gig? You know? I mean, but... like. 
when she he t- definitely DJs. She said the name, and I well, last I talked to him, he was really getting out of it. So I was confused that he's trying to do high schools. Yeah. But what a question we got here? Do um, you guys any, any advice for advertising on Facebook? Do you like, guys have a company post- have an LLC? If not, what do you guys have? I have no clue. Sorry, uh, DJ company. Um, start with an LLC. Start with an LLC. Well, that the LLC thing is just for tax benefits. Like, if you're making any kind of actual money, no, the LLC is for protection. S corp is for tax benefits. Well, either either or. Like, you can't write anything off if you're not a business. Yeah, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck. I feel stupid. You're 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 just a sole operator or whatever. Um, I used to do it before I was an LLC. Huh. So this is just a little side note. You can do it. It's way. It's a. You're less likely to get into some legal trouble if you do it in the legal route of an LLC. Mm-hmm. You can still write off stuff if you have a good accountant that can do it. And I did it for a few years when I was working as a W nine because I had W nine income as a contractor. Mm-hmm. I was able to write off stuff against that. Um, you just have to have W nine income, but it's smarter to have an LLC so that way you're protected. Um, now, when you hit $40,000 or more in profit, talk to your accountant about an escort. See, this, so right there, what, so I don't, I'm, I don't know specifics about taxes. I do know that the second you're making any kind of real money with a business, you need a CPA that can tell you what to do. Exactly. Whatever that may be, listen to that motherfucker because they know what the deal is and it's worth the money. It doesn't matter. Let's If they cost $1,500 a year, you'll make That's that money back times five because of the shit they tell you. The best investment any business DJ owner or just business owner in general is to find a really fucking good CPA accountant to guide you and then eventually when you start making a lot of money get yourself a financial advisor as well yeah um dude asked about facebook ads i'll read the question uh any advice for advertising on facebook do i post pricing or just like pictures of events i have no clue what to put my ads for event djing to elaborate on my question further um what should your first ad information have on the have on it for the consumer so what the ad is so facebook First off, I paid someone who knows what they're doing. Um, But the game plan behind Facebook ads, because Facebook leads are trash. Like, if you get a lead fresh off of Facebook, I don't know if your homies ever tagged you on like, oh, Brenna's looking for a wedding DJ. And it's just like, they just tag, you know, DJ Eric. And that's the whole plug that's worthless you're not booking that gig you might book one out of a zillion you know what i mean but um facebook ads if you pay someone who knows what they're doing they basically can link it up to where someone who has been on your website gets tagged with a pixel if they've not filled out your contact form and those people are swarmed with facebook and instagram social media ads until they click the ad and then go back to your it basically gets them back onto your website and then once they fill out the contact form then they're in your drip so the the goal of facebook ads is not to hey i'm a dj book me hey i'm a dj book me it's more to be like i am a dj company that can help you and your goal is to put out educational shit that literally just sticks in their face as to i am a dj company that is in a high or you're a great dj company etc yeah you don't want to go for the sale you don't want to be as for you you asked about should i post pricing that's like that's a good question because that's like the not the right mindset of the ad like you basically just want to identify that the person is looking for a wedding dj that's all you really want to do literally a picture some of the best things you can do are like tips and shit like that just to get their attention Fuck you, Aaron Strawn. In the oh chat. my motherfucking god! Nine fifty on he the did dot. That on purpose. <laughs> He's <laughs> been in here the whole time. <laughs> did that. On He's purpose. been in here the whole time. Anyways, I'll say one of the coolest. We shouldn't things. even have acknowledged him. We shouldn't have, <laughs> uh, even though I I put him up on my story. Um, he probably got more clout out of it than anything. Um, <laughs> so I'll give you one thing that's really cool. Did you know about lookalike list on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I so. You can, I know about it, but I don't want to do it because Dom did it. Okay. You know, like, well, just you pay just, someone who literally is just like on top of it. So one of the coolest things you can do in Facebook, if you go to wedding shows and you get these big ass fucking 
list of emails or just in general, your own wedding right now, I have a bunch of fucking emails. Just, you can go into Facebook ads in the ad manager. Don't do the stupid shit inside of Instagram or Facebook where you can launch that. Go into a true ad manager's account and you can import in your whole entire customer database and retarget every single one of those fuckers. Yeah, I mean, the it's thing insane. is, the, the thing is, the pixel works. I think that if you do it yourself, you're setting yourself up to lose a lot of money. If you pay someone to do it, they'll get it right the first time. It's not very expensive. Well, you can control that, you know, but that that's a detail that you probably wouldn't figure out on your own accord. I know Matt Butterworth, he did it himself for his wrestling show. When he threw the wrestling show and he forgot to set like a cap or something and spent like 15 grand on Facebook ads and went went bottoms up because of that, you know. All right. I'll say you're right on that front. I would also argue that he's an idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot, but also secondly, people that actually here's the other thing. You can't just like find a person that knows Facebook ads. You have to actually vet them. Well, they have to know your your business. There it's there are a lot of people out there that will say they know Facebook ads or they know Instagram ads. And they really, truly don't. Well, so right off the bat, check out Book Solid. Um, it's Dom's old website. It's like a basically like tells wedding or event DJs how to do Facebook ads, yep. something like that. I never did it. I just paid him myself to do it. Um, I've but, gone through, but it I don't think it's pretty he, good. I don't think he's even willing to take on clients. Um, so, no. but go through that. That'll help you. Um, Alan Castro said DBA. I guess he was back. That was doing business back as to the, right. That's back to the the tax stuff. I, I don't know why you need a DBA for if you're well. Just a DJ I did. Business. I did for Upstate DJ Company. In oh New yeah, York. A DBA That's to a do DBA that. Yeah. for yeah. Dowick events because it's not like I'm going to tell these clients like. Oh, just write a check to Dow Oak Events. They're going to be like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Because that's never even come up before. Um, so, uh, and I don't want to file taxes any differently. So, Well, the better thing is just let your CPA do it. That is also advice from my CPA, by the way. <laughs> that is where that came from. Mm-hmm. It's funny. He didn't advise me on Greensboro Holiday Lights to do a DBA. Maybe it's because it's a different kind of business. Yeah. I, well, most, well, let's just say my CPA and my business insurance, both of them all said, as long as you don't do over X in revenue, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Hmm. He said, but as soon as you close into that revenue mark, then we need to start talking. What was the revenue mark? Half a million. Shit. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know. If there's any more, um, well, if anyone's got any shit left, we got you know ten minutes left. Aaron like Strong, the the time is nine fifty when you. Aaron's joined. such a punk. So Aaron, he goes and watches Nick Spinelli's Twitch stream. So he's fanboying over some DJs <laughs> mixing, and then he always <laughs> pops in at the last ten minutes. Like, we all want to be Nick Spinelli. It's fine. I swear, Aaron gets the most clout out of Nick, too. Nick, like, hypes him up on his channel it's quite because, a bit. Everyone likes Aaron. Aaron Aaron's is a lo- funny as I, shit. I, as much shit as I'm talking, I, of course I like Aaron. <laughs> you know? But, but I think that's we'll the best part. at the same time. <laughs> that's the main reason why I think his channel is growing very strongly is because he's just funny. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's He's just cool a funny dude. guy, and I love watching his shit. Um, like, have, like, did you of... see his DJ, the DJ Flex Ten review he did? Uh, I've actually only watched one video he's ever done, and it was on like a gig bar or something like that. Oh god, dude, he's he's pumping out some funny content. He didn't actually get a Flex Ten on the release, so he like, I can't remember if it was a piece of cardboard, but he like drew it out. He was going through like, yeah, this fader goes really well. Okay, I was dying. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just like clicked in to be like, oh shit, he got one. And then it was like a fucking cardboard. Fake How long controller. do you have to watch for it to like count as a, a watch? A single like second? Like two seconds. Really? Yeah. Damn. A view counts there. You shouldn't have contributed. Ah, uh, well. The views don't matter on the ad side. It's all about the watch time. That's why this channel does amazing because we have loyal people that watch and listen. Yeah, yeah we have friends, Aaron. That's why. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I can set him up with some worn, worn Nick clothes if he wants. Oh, 
What? Greg, how do you have worn Nick Nick clothes? That is an interesting question. (laughs) I would like to interview Greg to understand why you have worn Nick clothes at your house. This could be an interesting story. Uh, Someone said, when you first started out, were you charging... What were you charging regardless, or did you do gigs for free to get your name out of there? We already went over this topic, yeah, but we yeah, we, we definitely were charging less when we started out. I charged literally like 300 500 bucks for would, like an entire year. I would say in our market right now, if I was like an intro-level DJ and I was trying to like kind of, you know, bottom line, get my name out there, nine ninety five mm-hmm. would be a really good intro point right now. These days. These days. Like back then we were doing like 600 700 Yeah. Like I said, I literally would charge 500 bucks. But you got to keep in mind, the I was I was DJing seven days a week. I was DJing at the strip club Monday through Thursday. Or maybe some Thursdays I'd have a, a, a bar gig or something. And then I'd do bars or a club bar thing Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. So I was literally DJing seven days a week. Um, so if I had a wedding, even at $500, that was more than any of that other shit was paying me. And it led to vendor referrals. So there was, there was a reason, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess there's blinks. no more. That's fine. I mean, well, we're, we're thousand subscribers. Yeah. Celebrating we, a thousand. That's crazy. But don't stop subscribing. Because yeah. now we need 2,000. 10,000. Yeah, okay, 10,000. 10,000 it is. I didn't realize that that other podcast was less. Yeah, that, I was surprised. that name podcast. I'm surprised. Uh, that makes me feel good that our, ours is actually this listened to. I, I will. Uh, I mean, I told you it earlier. A, a lot of podcasts, and anybody that's out there trying to start a podcast right now, my advice to you is to stop trying to replicate another podcast it doesn't fucking work i watch so many people in this industry there is so many djs since covid that have tried to start a podcast and they fail on their face because it's it's like a it is a work commitment but also you have to find a natural rhythm to do the podcast you can't just stick yeah. to a script and you can't just you can't copy a script from another one because that script worked on that podcast. Um, but also, I think a lot of our growth recently is because we're more consistent. Yeah, yeah. The consistency, consistency is huge. Consistency is huge. Authenticity. Authenticity. Yes. Um, I think people just also enjoy that we drink on our podcast. Yeah, I mean that hasn't always that, been that really That's picked a that really picked it up. Thing. Yeah, I picked it up though. I feel yeah. I feel like we grew ridiculously since we started drinking. Maybe. Maybe. We just talk more shit. Um, now you guys ask all these questions. Yeah, d- did you guys have a second job while you first started out? Yeah, absolutely. I was an engineer until April of last year. Yep, I was a drug dealer. <laughs> That's it. That's not, not, not a, not it's a funny, fi- but not a joke. Not a joke. <laughs> Literally a drug dealer. Uh, would you recommend doing some bars and club gigs to get under your belt? I think everyone should do bars and clubs at some point because it'll put some hair on your chest yeah it, it gets your feet wet with with uh it's different also it's not like it's event different. djing but it'll make you a much better at actually mixing music together than event DJing. that will. that one to two hours of open dancing where you have time to shine if you do some bars and clubs you'll shine a lot better that is very true um y'all picking up drinks from rogan Picking up drinking from Rogan. Does Rogan drink on his podcast? I don't know. I actually I know he smokes weed on his. I don't listen to it either. I I see the clips pop up on my real feed and TikToks, but that's about it. What do you recommend selling my K twelve black speakers for some white ones? Fuck no, I would not. Man, white speakers they work a lot better than black ones. I'll tell you that they're actually louder. Like deeper bass comes out of a white speaker. I don't know if you know this. Interesting. Yeah. It's huh. something to do with the sound acoustics and the white paint reflects the sound better. And yeah, you just get deeper bass out of white speakers. Hmm. I know you'll book more gigs if you have white speakers, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. ROI goes up 50%. Yeah, ROI on those things are top Insane. tier. <laughs> um, uh, fuck it. Those questions, whatever. We're done here. Yeah, we're at 10.01. Thank you guys so much for joining in on the podcast. If you are not already subscribed, help us get to our next goal of... 
10 million subscribers in the next two months. We're going to do it. Um, we may or may not pay for subscribers to get there, but you know, that's just part of the name of the game. You got to pay for them leads, pay for those subscribers. Let's go. Yeah. So anyways, like the thing, comment down below and we will see you guys next one. If you guys are listening on a different source, make sure you go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button. And thank you guys so much for a thousand subscribers on our journey to ridiculous amounts of subscribers. And maybe we'll make more than 10 bucks in the next year. Peace out. Bye.